from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. This episode is for coaches that want to get their players some exposure and try to put them in a position to have the opportunity to play in front of people so maybe they can play at the next level, uh, which means it's also a great listen for players and parents. You want to, you know, you have a son, a daughter, you individually as a player listening to this episode, you want to play at the next level. I hope that this can give you some insight regarding exposure camps because at usually at the end of the summer and in the early fall, you have a ton of these exposure camps around the country going on. It's kind of a dead period as far as other basketball opportunities. There's not AAU in the fall, uh, summer high school basketball, AAU basketball is done during the summer. And that's when uh, these exposure camps start to pop up in you know, late July, August into September, some even run into October. This past year, I've been a part of two different exposure camps. Uh, over the last six weeks. One was in Michigan, one was in South Carolina. And I've had the chance to uh, be involved in a variety of different types of exposure camps. And so I just want to share some of the positives and negatives of each. And hopefully that can offer some insight for you if you are trying to figure out what's what and get a better feel for what uh, your player or you may get the most bang for your buck and be able to attend down the road. I like to break this down into three categories and then there's kind of A and B from there. You have college exposure camps, you have local or regional exposure camps, and then you have national companies that run exposure events throughout the United States. And so if you think about those three buckets, let's go to college camps first. College camps are usually a specific school is hosting an elite camp or an exposure camp. This would be for, let's say, grades 10 through 12. I'm thinking of, you know, Hope College had me in to be their guest instructor at the end of August when they had their one-day elite camp. And so you have 40 to 50 uh, players that want to play college basketball. And they're going and trying to see if this is a good fit. They're getting to play in front of the college coaches. They're getting to be coached by the college coaches, some of the college players. And it's a great opportunity for those players to go on campus, get a feel for the campus, get a feel for the coaches, get a feel for the players. And hopefully they've been realistic enough that they're at this camp and it is a level that is realistic for them to play at. That's a great exposure camp, checking those boxes, right? Because not only is it allowing you to play in front of the coaching staff that are hosting that camp, but it's a great opportunity for you to learn some of the outside the basketball aspects of that school. Eating in the cafeteria, going on a a campus tour, getting to see campus, getting your feet there. Right, It's really like a, a summer college visit. So that's excellent. Uh, an excellent opportunity. And a lot of the players that email me and ask me, hey, coach, I want to play, 
you know, college basketball? Do you have some, some tips or some ideas? And I often recommend this type of exposure camp to go to. Take a look. Where are some of the schools that you think are a good fit? They're in a, an area that you'd be willing to go to school as far as, you know, do you want to go far from home, close to home, whatever that might be. Realistic level, go there, you get to play, you get to be in front of the staff. It's a good one to do. Now, I will say there's some really big schools that may run a quote unquote exposure camp. Now they may have invited some of their elite prospects, their recruits to attend that camp. Um, but let's be honest, more of those are more for the experience, right? Cause once you get to those bigger schools, they have much more of a national reach. So like if you're going to a school that's, I mean, it might even be a division two school, but if they're recruiting, you know, transfers and players from the entire say Southern East coast going to their, one day exposure camp may not be as effective as going to a smaller college exposure camp who doesn't have the financial means to recruit outside of their area quite so much. Meaning you could go to uh, NAIA school, uh, a JUCO school, a D3 school. That would be a very realistic opportunity to play in front of those college coaches. And they may very well recruit you because of some of your performance there compared to, let's say, a high-level D2 school, and you look at their roster and saying, okay, well, only half these kids are even from that specific state. There's kids from all over the place. They got four players on their team who are Division One transfers anyway. May not be you know, the most effective college exposure camp to go to, but there still has its positives. So that's a little bit about the college exposure camps. Downside, when you go to that college exposure camp, that's the only college that's watching you play. I mean, unless that college has opened it up to the public, so other coaches are coming in also being able to watch, which is pretty rare, you're only playing in front of one school. That's where some of these local or regional events come into play. So this now we're into our second type of exposure camp. <clears throat> like if you, if for our Michigan listeners, you think of like bank hoops with Steve Bell. Right. He's a self, he's self-employed. He's a scout, right? He's, you know, deeply rooted for a long time and recruits in the state of Michigan. And he's got, you know, he's very well respected. So he has a lot of contacts for college coaches in the area. So if you go to their exposure camp, even though this is not a college exposure camp, this is a essentially a small business putting on this camp, hiring their own coaching staff, officials, renting a facility, they're invested. They have uh, the contacts locally. If you're going to a good one, like bank hoops would, would be one of those. They have the contacts locally. They have the contacts to attend that event in person and, and check it out. They have the know-how of who the players are already coming in and what levels they're at so that when they do their articles, when they reach out to college coaches who are looking for players, whether they were at that event or not, another eye, their trusted resource within that part of uh, the state or in that state as a whole, even maybe that region, those college coaches can trust them. So that can be a great opportunity. 
Now you do want to be careful of some of these because there are some people who will put on uh, an exposure camp and it's pretty unorganized. Um, maybe they do a great job of getting the word out to players because of good social media, but they don't do a very good job of getting the word out to the college coaches. So again, it's like a glorified open gym. You got good players there, but there's no college coaches watching you play. You need to be very, very careful of that. Do your homework. You don't want to spend a hundred, hundred fifty dollars to go to a college exposure camp and there's no college coaches watching you. All right, that'd be a, a big waste of of money, right? And so, uh, the local regional events are are a great way to go, and just make sure you do your homework because some local regional events by a scout or a small business that has been in the business for a while. They're a trusted resource. They have many contacts. Absolutely. That's a good one to do. If it's someone who doesn't have a lot of those coaching contacts, you're going to want to question uh, how they're actually going to give you the exposure from attending their event. Instead, again, you're just paying your money and maybe it's not as beneficial. So that's the second one. So let me say this. One of the big positives to those type of camps are there's usually if they do a good job, there's many college coaches from different levels watching you play, right? Now, because of some of the recruiting timeframes, you're usually not going to get division one coaches at those camps because uh, a lot of their recruiting on the calendar, that time is closed, but you'll get division two coaches, division three coaches, junior college coaches, and AIA coaches. You get a handful of different coaches if that's a solid event and that's great for players. It's great exposure for them to be able to, to get in front of college coaches of a variety of levels, right? So if you think about some of the positives and negatives of the two that we've shared so far, that would be one of the positives over a college exposure camp is there's more college coaches attending some of those really like small businesses putting on these events that are more open to the college coach public. Last one, the national companies that put on these exposure events. Now I've, I've directed events for these companies. We did one in a, a week or so ago down in Charleston, South Carolina. <clears throat> it was very professional. It was really well run. We had coaches from different parts of South Carolina come in, high school coaches to coach the kids and their teams. The ability to you know give kids numbers and registration and how much stuff was digital and online, it's just hard to compete with what they're able to do from an organizational standpoint, right? Because they're national, they have so much more like money to be able to put into an event to make it you know, professional. You know, they're live streaming the event, all those different things. But the downside is you're more of a number because I mean, there might be, it might be a company that has, you know, like 30 of those events going around around the, the country. And so there's a chance that you may go to one of those camps and not get the local exposure that you would get if you went to a single college holding the exposure camp or one of the local scouting services that is hosting their own college exposure camp for kids in that state, or even just in that area, if it's a bigger area, more populated, 
you may not be able to get the local attention if you are a small college player, Division One, or I'm sorry, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, JUCO. You may not get as many eyes on you as you would think attending an actual bigger camp, if that makes if that makes sense. Okay. And you got to keep in mind, the majority of these exposure camps are not going to be for those division one players. Not that there's not division one players there. They're hundred percent are. And even some of those uh, smaller camps, like the local regional camp, I don't want to say small, they can still get a lot of kids, but put on by the small businesses, like they can get some very, very talented players, but it's not necessarily the camp that got those kids that division one scholarship and put them on the radar. It was their AAU, it was their high school experience. But for kids to be found and seen, right? Again, exposure, the smaller college kids, that's where you're gonna get it. Because during the fall, that's when the D2 coaches, that's when the D3 coaches, that's when those smaller colleges can actually go and attend these events or host their own. They can attend those national, uh, those national company events as well. In my experience, the small college coaches don't always attend the national exposure camps as much as they do attend um, a local or regional exposure camp that's put on and directed from the ground up by somebody who is from that area, right? So like if you have somebody... If you have a company in Florida who's creating this exposure camp camp for kids in North Dakota, right? What I found is the, the college coaches in North Dakota are less likely to attend that camp in North Dakota because the person who's running it is in Florida and they don't have the easy contacts. They don't know those people personally, right? Whereas you have a college scout who lives in North Dakota and they're hosting a North Dakota exposure event. Well, they're going to make sure because they want their event to be successful, right? So they're going to work really hard to get the players there and they're going to work really hard to make sure that those college coaches that they know attend. Otherwise, next year, those kids aren't going to come, right? So they got more at stake from that standpoint than a, a nationwide company who may have a ton of media, a ton of contacts, Right, but they may not do as good a job of getting those local college colleges to to attend. So those are some of the positives and negatives that that I found being associated with really all three levels. Like I've been a I've been a coach at college exposure camps. I've been asked to direct like um, a local kind of in-state camp in Michigan. It was closer to the Detroit area for a couple different years. Um, I've been a director for a national company that hosts these exposure camps in different locations. They all have different positives and negatives, right? Some are more professional and more organized than others. Some have more college coaches attending those. Some have different talent levels than others. But the important thing for you as a coach or you as an athlete is to do your homework, right? Like, do you know somebody who's been recruited or gotten more exposure, gotten to know a coach? because of a specific camp that they attended, that's a clue that it's a good camp, right? Like I, I just think of the Hope College exposure camp. Like there's been kids that have come 
and they, the coaches kind of knew of them, but after they played that day, they're now on the radar, right? Or maybe they got an offer to be, you know, on the, on the team or, I mean, you got to still try it at the D3 level, but they're like, Hey, you know, we want you here at, at, at our, our college, our university that can happen at some of those local college camps and some of the others as well. So do your homework, ask a lot of questions and don't get fooled for just some flashy stuff on social media and a lot of followers, because it could be just somebody who's good with graphics and somebody who, you know, tags a lot of people and follows a lot of people. And they, and, and so it seems like they're more professional than maybe they actually are. Right. So ask a lot of questions, do your homework. Right. And then you can decide for yourself, you know, which one of these different buckets best suits you, you know, is it, is it a college exposure camp? Is it one that's hosted by a, a local scout? Is it one that's hosted by a, a national company who happens to come to your state for, for that weekend? They all have different positives and negatives. But the biggest thing is just because you pay to go to some of these things, it doesn't mean you're a college player. Like, let's just be honest. We have, there's too many players, in my opinion, attending all of these camps when, to be honest, you're just not good enough to play college basketball, right? There's more opportunities for you to play AAU. There's more opportunities for you to go to college exposure camps. There's still the same amount of college teams out there, which means there's the same amount of college players. So we have, it seems like we have more players who think they're college players. So they're attending and, and paying a lot of money when the, when the true fact of the matter is it's not about which exposure camp is best. Let's just be honest. You're just not good enough to play at the college level. That's the truth, right? Uh, that was a bad exposure camp. No, you're just not good enough, right? It is the truth. Become a better basketball player, period. The other thing to keep in mind is if you're a really good high school AAU player, people are going to find you. They are going to find you, especially now with media and video where people can continue to see highlights and, and your game, even if they weren't necessarily present. People will know you. People will find your name. Don't don't be fooled by the fact hey, I got to go to this one camp. Otherwise, it's over for me. That's not true, right? In fact, you never know who's watching. And chances are, if you think, oh, they're sleeping on me, right? They don't know. They don't know about me yet. Chances are they know about you, right? And they've already made their decision. You're good enough or you're not, right? I'm being slept on. Nobody knows about me. Chances are they already know about you. And if you're not being recruited by them, they just don't think you're good enough. Are there exceptions to that rule? Yeah, there's a few. There are a few kids that are in, usually these are the kids in rural areas, right? Where college coach, there's not a ton of colleges in that area. So they don't go out to that area to recruit as much because they stay to the bigger cities because they can travel less and they can see more players. And so they recruit out of that bucket. So unless you're in that boat where you're like a really good player in a very rural area, you're not around a whole lot of colleges, chances are people know your name. They've probably seen you play, even though you think they haven't, and they've made their, their choice. 
if you if you really really want to play college basketball if you last thing you really really want to play college basketball make yourself so good that you're a college basketball player treat yourself now as a high school player like a college basketball player right now you don't step on campus as a freshman and say hey i'm a college basketball player now no you treat yourself you walk you talk you behave your habits are like a college basketball player prior to become a college basketball player. That's how you become one. And then as you go through college, you continue to get better. You continue to refine your skills. You continue to understand how to eat, how to train, how to sleep, how to take care of your body, and you just keep getting better, right? So get your game up. Understand that things aren't all about this exposure camp. Of course they can help, right? But you'll have much more success when you've done it at the high school level at the uh, at whatever level aau basketball that you're playing uh, because more coaches are going to follow you through those things than a one-day exposure camp in august all right i hope that helps if you guys have any questions on this stuff please let me know i i i feel like i'm involved at this or connected to it at nearly every level because people have asked me to come in and, and help direct or coach at their exposure camp um I know different college coaches who host their own exposure camp and, and have had conversations with them on the things that they're looking for. Right. And then I train players who attend exposure camps. Right. And so I can give you examples of ones where I was like, man, that was really worth it for you to attend that camp. And then I've had other players where they attended a camp and I was like, but that was not uh, worth their while to attend that camp. And so I, I, I hope that this can just provide a little bit of a service to our listeners out there. And if you have questions about this kind of exposure camps that happen this time of year, please let me know. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. Super uh, appreciate you guys. If you find it beneficial, uh, positive rating and review goes a really long way as we try to help coaches in a multitude of areas, not just skill development, not just tactics, uh, but to cover all the many, many different areas that come into play when you're a basketball coach. Thanks again. Get after it today.